We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, we are back with another episode of Dice It Up on their Hoop Stats podcast. Uh, I wasn't here last week. Um, thank God Ice Calvin held it down. Uh, so excited for this next guest, uh, one of the premier young coaches in the country, just transformed former programs like Jacksonville and one of the top coaches in the SEC. Huge personal fan myself. Everyone knows her as Coach Yo, Coach Yolette McEwen. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. (laughs) Head coach of Ole Miss. Coach, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning on Monday, January 23rd, to come on the show. Uh, Just come off a tough loss, but uh, we won't get into that. I want to get into your background. Uh, I mean, you've kind of been all over i mean you played in college uh rhode island legend um shout out to the northeast um (laughs) then uh you coached at a variety of places a variety of conferences um and then also coached with the bohemian national team i think men's and women's right yes yeah. yeah this summer i worked with the men Wow. So, and then, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, building a premier program at, uh, Ole Miss. So, uh, Coach, basically, how did you, uh, I mean, what got you, what came with the Ole Miss job? Like, how did you, that come apart, and what was so attractive about being in Oxford? Well, the opportunity just for me to be a Power 5 coach was what attracted me. Honestly, I knew nothing about Oxford. Um, And uh, me being an international, um, at the time I was an international student, and being over here in the United States, I kind of missed that that part of the history of the South. So I was completely naive. And I think that's why I was perfect for the job, 
because what happened was there were a bunch of people that were turning down the job because they understood the challenges behind it. And, um, you know, usually if you take a job with these challenges, it may work or it may not. So a lot of people chose safer routes. But, um, you know, I was at JU and getting it done. And I remember calling the search firm myself and just saying, like, you guys are crazy if you don't look at me. You know, I, I don't Love even that. have any money here. And I'm getting it done. Just give me the opportunity. And uh, they gave me an interview. And, you know, I think, honestly, I just think the administration was like, well, worst case, she's going to have a lot of energy and enthusiasm. <laughs> So I don't, I don't, I don't know that Ross Bjork, who's not an AD at A and M, thought that I was going to be the person to turn the program around. Uh, but I thought that he thought that I would bring energy and light to the program that was just dormant for 15 years. That's powerful, Coach. Um, for you to say that you you being naive was really your strength in getting yeah. the job. Um, I want to ask you, though, as a black female in the business, how did you navigate some of those challenges that you didn't foresee, you didn't know until you were in Oxford existed? Yeah, well, first of all, Oxford is just a phenomenal place. Obviously, I would not have still been here. I mean, I love it. You guys see me on social media like like I'm like I'm like the second mayor, they call me. <laughs> but but the history of Mississippi and the South yep. is something that you cannot erase. Mm. And it had it was a incredible struggle. Like we weren't getting recruits. Uh people would tell me if you were anywhere else I would come. Mm. Uh because all they think about is Mississippi burning. Yeah. But if you come to Oxford, it's a melting pot. It's a college town. So you got every nationality here, every, but you cannot erase the Mississippi history. But Ole Miss has been very um, intentional about, you know, changing that or at least letting people know that that's not what Oxford is about mm. now. I can't tell you what's going on in the Delta or what these other places. But in Oxford, you know, it's a place of love. It's a place of community. And as long as you got the M on your chest, uh, people are willing to rock with you and roll with you. And so I had to use my charm and my, my recruiting prowess to convince people to come. And then once they came, they were blown away because there were people were using it against us. Mm. And so when they came, they were expecting this place that was just awful and they fell in love with the place. But, but, but I can tell you this too, Ole Miss, my program is, is not for everybody. Like it, a certain type of player works well here. And so I think the reason why we've been able to grow is because I've, my staff and I, we've identified that, mm. that er we can't get everybody. It's a certain type of player that wants to come in and do great things at Ole Miss. I love that. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I can't relate as much as not being a black female. Yeah. But uh, obviously, I'm well-read, and I love to learn. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm from Texas originally and definitely went and visited a lot of SEC schools. 
but there there is something pristine and uh i mean I, I feel like everyone i talk to who's been to oxford or went to Ole miss loves it just loves that place yes yeah uh, i mean they got they got coach yo and lane kiffin yeah <laughs> two of the most fun coaches in the world <laughs> love it i mean and 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 we love it here uh dano and that's the thing like but but it is a reality and and honestly if i'm you know being honest with you all and i'm gonna do that because i've turned down a lot of podcasts but i just love what y'all do but this wasn't set up for me to be successful Mm. like and i don't think that gets talked about enough you know people talk about how fun i am on tiktok and all but people i don't what irritates me is like they don't talk about the program building you know because i wasn't set up to have success here um and so my staff and i we made it into what it is now yeah coach i want to ask you about your mentors in the business um i recently talked to vanessa blair lewis that coaches over at george mason and she had mentioned this the the number of mentors and sisterhood that she's had mm-hmm. where she got a job so young and she said the same thing. Like I wasn't in a position that was supposed to be successful. I was not put in a position where they expected me to do well. But yeah. she some of her mentors that have helped her along the way wanted to ask you when you were going to Oxford and didn't know what to expect, who did you reach out to, to kind of get your bearings, to give you some feedback, but also to guide you through this process where you are successful. Well, one of the people that helped me is now, on my staff, I hired him this year, Patrick Henry, mm-hmm. he's the associate AD for women's basketball. And he's well-versed and well-read and just been in the business 30 plus years. And so he immediately started to educate me on Oxford, Ole Miss, and the role I would have here, not only as a coach, but just as a, a public figure. You know, yeah. I didn't realize that I would be one of the most recognizable uh, black women in the state of Mississippi. Yeah. There's nowhere I go and people don't know who I am. And so, <clears throat> and before, bells, and, coach, you ring bells. And before Prime, I was the most recognizable, arguably black person. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, that lived here in, yep. in Mississippi, you know? And so, um, so that is one of the things. He was great. Uh, Charlton Young, he's an associate head coach for Missouri men's basketball, <clears throat> has been mentoring me since Jacksonville. Um, uh, Carlene Thompson, she's no longer in the business, but she was a GM and a head coach in the WNBA. Uh, Natasha Adair, you know, I've just uh, – Jose Fernandez – I've, and and Don Staley, yeah. Don Staley has been a mentor for me uh, since I've gotten into coaching. Love that. That's amazing. It's it's kind of wild to to hear you be so candid and honest about you know not being able to set it you know set up for success and you know just a year ago you have you bring out the number two overall pick in the WNBA (laughs) or number three. Yeah. And, um, and thinking like that, it's, it is still crazy to me that you lose that player, right? 
you know, your program is expected to see a drop off. Of course. But I mean, I'm living in the numbers. <laughs> She's an incredible defender. Shakira Austin, phenomenal defender. But the defense is statistically better this year. Yes. That yeah. speaks incredible volumes. We don't see that with any other program in the country, I really. Mm. I know, so, and that I think that's how we shocked some people initially. You know, like people didn't know what to think of us. You know, yeah. so I think I think you're a hundred percent right. But go ahead, I was just uh, agreeing with that. No, I love that. I mean, to me, it's it definitely speaks to the culture because mm. I mean, you could see a lot of people one. Uh, maybe one to transfer because we see that at literally every school. Yeah. Uh, but we're not seeing that with Ole Miss. We're seeing players who are taking that extra step forward, uh, seeing an increase in their production um, across all levels. And, and it probably speaks to that next woman up mentality. Mm -hmm. So uh, what is it about, you know, I mean, Angel Baker had a great night last night, uh, but I mean, Madison Scott, who was a highly touted recruit is, is definitely seeing her best year yet statistically and Snuda Collins, they've all yeah. really taken that step forward. Um, did you expect that from them this off season or, uh, or, or is, is this something that surprised you with these three players or uh, yeah. What, what was that expectation? <clears throat> That's great. Well, first of all, I, I want to go on record saying when I said I wasn't set up for success, it wasn't a university. Like they, yeah. really, they give me like, I don't know if you've been here in the pavilion and the Tui center, like it's best of the best. So we always had the bones were good. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all the whole time. But I'm just talking about like with the roster. The program. The yeah. program. It was just. Yeah. 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 But, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But, but, uh, no, I did not know what to expect. And honestly, um, Dano and I, I am still learning my team. Mm. And I know people don't want to hear it. Fans don't want to hear it. But like you said, who thought we would be 16 and whatever we are right now? Like nobody. Mm -mm. There's no way. We lose to Utah at the buzzer. Okay, we hold them 20 points below their average on a controversial call. That's how we lose to them. And they were hot. Hot. They were hot. <laughs> we go to Oklahoma, and it's 57-57 in the raucous environment. And the kid that leads the nation in three-point whatever doesn't get a three until it's like a mishap. And then she hits a three, and they just, you know what I'm saying? Like, we defend. That's what we do, and we have a culture defensively that allows us to do that. What you're seeing is me watching my team evolve and grow, and through growth is going to be failure, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's going to be success. So mm -hmm. right now what you're watching is, okay, boom, we go 5-0. and oh. We were hunting like we were going to get our food. Well, all of a sudden, we're the hunted now. <laughs> and my and now people got film on us. And now they're like, whoa, we got to take this seriously. We got to guard Angel. We got to do a boxing one on Angel. Like, Angel got 25 and 12 versus a boxing one last night. You know? And so we're learning how to now uh, defend our, our, our place. So we either got to defend it or we got to stay in the hunter's mentality. And that is a process with us. So 
a couple of weeks ago, I had tweeted like, you know, we're 4-0. We were 4-0 and I was just, you know, I, I live in the moment, man. So I was just celebrating the fact that we were 4-0. No one thought we would be 4-0, not even me. And we did it. And I said, but we're going to lose some games. I knew it was coming. Right. Because this is foreign territory for us. So we'll get it back on track. But we got to learn how to manage now the expectation of winning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big and that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. That's why I love coaching. Yeah. That's a big, well, because it, it brings a new challenge every day. It does. Right? It does. A player growth in staff, growth in yes. winning and, and people looking at you like being the hunt yeah. is a real thing. Listen, guys, we have nine new players. Yeah. Yeah. And I have 10 new staff members. Like <laughs> we, I lost two coaches. Like we're brand new. Yeah. And we started off hot because nobody even knew what to think about us. So now the next level of our growth is now people know what to think. Maddie, people got stats on you now. They know you want to drive right. right. You know, Angel, they know this. So everybody has to do their part. And so my message to them last night was we have to be a super team because we're not going to be superstars by ourselves. We have to be a super team, which means everybody has to do their part. Yeah. And so that is what I'm working on right now. I know people are like going crazy because we gotten them so used to winning. They're like, what's going on? Well, what's going on is just you all have a front row view of watching a maturation process of a team that really are shocking everybody at five and, and two right now. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, and and let's talk about and in the SEC. In the SEC, we're not gonna yeah. win every game. We we were talking about this before we started, but I mean, <clears throat> there are three teams that are seven and zero in your conference right now: LSU, South Carolina, <clears throat> excuse me, and Tennessee. Tennessee. And, and let me tell you something. Yeah, go let ahead. me tell you something, guys. They're gonna be in the Sweet Sixteen and above. Those teams, I'm telling you that right now. Mm. Like they're legitimate, sweet. Even Tennessee. But yeah. Tennessee went through their bumps and had to figure it out too. Sure did. You see what I'm saying? In the in the SEC. So y'all will love this. Daniel, you would love this. I look at things in four game pods. Mm. So our perspective is if we go two and two in every four games, we go eight and eight. It's gonna be hard to keep us out the tournament. Facts. Right? So yeah. in the first pod, y'all, we went. Four and oh. And right now we're one and two. So like for us, this Mississippi State game is like a really big game because we need to go two and two just to keep the lead because we provided like a cushion for ourselves. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. So and, like and, we're and, on track. Right. And and everybody else seems like they're middle of the pack. Like we I mentioned it. There's there's no bottom. Like everybody is just there's those top three teams who are just undefeated right now. And then everybody else, the Alabamas, the you guys, the Auburns, like everybody else is just in the middle of the pack sitting and waiting for somebody to create just, some separation. You're just, talking about creating that separation. Just going through going everyone's going through their pot process. Like Bama, I knew that was gonna be a, a, a tough game because they're ultra experienced. Yep. They're like how we were last year. And then and then Auburn was going to be a tough game because they got all their pieces back, and it was their second time with all their pieces back. 
Yep. And they're at home. Nobody tells me that stuff. I I, I need to do more research on <laughs> it. I wish we had, you know, Twitter injuries yeah. reports for like college. That, yeah. There needs to be an injury update page for Miss Basketball. That's a fact. Yeah, they almost beat Mississippi State. Yep. But that was their first game with everybody back. Mm-hmm. So the second time they were like ready to, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. that's just it's Even just Kentucky's at, looking better. Kentucky. Like they, they from where they were to. I mean, I watched them play uh, yesterday, and then um, yeah, I mean, like they put loss. up a fight against LSU. Yeah, um, that's like, why I'm trying to tell teams this conference. That's why I'm trying to tell our team, like, no one's gonna feel sorry for us, man. Mm-hmm. Like you guys got to come with it. Nobody is feeling sorry for us. Like people are figuring things out, yeah. so we better start figuring things out too. Because we'll we'll end up putting ourselves in a situation we don't want to be in, and we want to go back to the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, and I was I was mad about the draw y'all got last year. I mean, you got put up against one of the. I mean, it was like so many seniors from South Dakota. What I'm saying. I mean, one of the greatest uh, mid major teams yeah. that we've seen in the past 25 years, and of course, y'all get them the first round. It's like, oh my god! I, was, I mean, great look, game. When, when they put it out there, everyone was screaming. I was so pissed. Like, yo, <laughs> Coach, yo, they sent me home my senior year at Syracuse. We were, we really? had won our first game. We played at home. We were a three seed. They South Dakota State. I'm like, bro, we'll be, what is a jackrabbit? Like, we'll be fine. I was, well, my, team, South team, Dakota Coyotes. my team was like, oh, this is easy. But I'm like, no, you right. don't understand. This team has gone to the NCAA tournament three times and lost in the first round. They are primed up for a win. Yes. <laughs> yes. The South Dakota teams, bro. It, it's just hard. And and their style, like, it, it, people don't look around too, but, like, their style stays the same. They just find players year after year to fit the system. But their system is almost down to perfection. Like, no like that. especially in the mid-major level. And then when you get to the tournament, it's like if you haven't prepared for that, that's what makes the tournament so interesting is you can play teams across the country and not have prepared a single game to play this style. And, and, let, and let me tell you something. And let me tell you something about that Auburn team. Auburn beat Tennessee last year, too. They always get somebody. Yeah. 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 Every time. Like, they got Tennessee. Like, they just get you at that place. It's an incredible college gym. It's yeah big like ours is a pavilion theirs is almost like a high school like everyone's right on top of you it's just a phenomenal place to play and uh I know I think for me what keeps me grounded is just understanding yo you're in year five but really y'all I'm really in like year three the first year was a wash and the second year we went 0-16 because I had to make the decision to just be bad Mm. Because at the time, I didn't have the one-time transfer portal. See, people don't talk about that. Yep. You know? So different now. What if Mulkey didn't have the one-time transfer portal when she went to LSU? (laughs) I mean, that's a great point. I I mean... You can say that for a lot any any of these schools, yeah. any any of these schools. I like it. I like it. I mean, it's it's pro player. Uh, I mean, granted, like, I understand from a coach's perspective, it's, it's definitely... You know, it's super, super. Everything's kind of like the Wild West right now with NIL and everything, and uh, it's almost like free agency. Like, it's 
it's hard. Um, and we've talked to other coaches who've, who've talked about, you know, maintaining those relationships with players you recruited, not mm-hmm. burning bridges. Uh, players may come around. It might be, you know, just the, the second fit is better. Um, so it's, it's it's crazy, but. It's wild. And, and, and if I had the opportunity to use it my first two years, we yeah. wouldn't have only won three conference games in two years. Yeah. And so we what we've done here is really remarkable if you really look at it. Like the flip we've made. You yeah. know, this is only the beginning of us building this program into where it's going to be. I think we have the potential in about two more years to be a team that's considered to go to Sweet 16 every year. We need about two more years in Built, bringing pieces that we think that will allow us to be unique in the SEC, but still competitive. Yeah. Coach, not to mention, mentioned, oh, go ahead. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. Um, earlier, you mentioned the type of players that you have to recruit. You said yeah. that has changed since you've been there, where you just you recruit a different type of player that fits in Oxford, that fits in your system. Yeah. What, what is that? Give me some of those intangibles and characteristics of the type of players that you need to recruit for your program. Like, okay, so it's, it's, they have to have three things to start. They have to believe in themselves. And I know that sounds, oh, well, that's easy. No, people don't, you, the, you, they don't believe in themselves. So they have to like have an incredible belief in their ability. And they have to have an incredible belief in me. Mm. And then they have to have an incredible belief in the vision of the program. Staff, team, everything that we're about. Those people that hit those three things fit us. Mm. If if we've had, we've been in, in the finals, top final three for like number one plays in the country. Mm-hmm. But one of those things we're missing. And we don't get them, you know. So instead of spending a lot of time on that, we just go after kids that have an incredible belief in themselves, com- incredible trust and belief in me and the vision of the program. And then in the transfer portal, we try to be elite evaluators on filling in spots that we need. You know? Mm. So, I mean, with that, that's something that's, you know, very hard to measure. I mean, it's something you have to I mean, I'm, I'm a technology consultant full time. So I do a lot of like reading people right? Uh, to do that. And it being your program, you have to have one, a lot of trust in your recruiting staff, but two, you're, that means you're also heavily involved in, in yeah. recruiting as well, which, yep. you know, you don't see a lot uh, where coaches are, are not just throwing out offers. Yeah. Like the fact that, you're basically measuring a player's confidence in themselves and a swagger about themselves is something I've never heard before, but I love it. Yeah. It's the truth. Like if you see us throw out an offer for like a top 10 kid, we're really just doing it just to get them on the get back, you know, Um, or unless they're serious and they want to give us a legitimate shot. But in my experience, it just hadn't worked. They've always taken the safer route. Uh, whereas you have someone like Shakira who did something. She got so much flack for coming to Ole Miss. And it ended up being the best decision for this kid. Uh, Thrived. (laughs) 
Yeah, look at her. I mean, what? But she had an incredible belief in herself. And, you know, we've been on this thing, what, 20-something minutes, and you could tell I have an incredible belief in myself. Yes. So, like, I'm only attracted to that. And I had an incredible belief in what I could do here. And and I'm telling y'all, that is why we've had success. And, and you know, I'd like to think that I, that I know how to coach, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know well, that's that's obvious there from from you know the people don't talk the about that dano the people don't talk about that people no, we, just talk about how them. fun and energetic i am people don't talk about me beating carl Semesco, who i have who's one of the best coaches in college basketball and all these legendary coaches that i've won against here like you don't just win those games you gotta coach yeah I mean, you're you're t- you, like like I said before, Shakira Austin was a top twenty defender in the entire country last year. Out of all three hundred and seventy, what sixty teams, whatever. Top, I mean, defensive win shares, the best, and this team got better. <laughs> this the, I mean, obviously defense is a lot of effort, but there's still schematics around it, and you can see the way that yeah. y'all move and, yeah. um. I mean, you would expect a, a big drop off in offense, but you're you're getting production uh, that's even better than than what we saw last year on that side too. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's a beautiful thing to watch, and the fact that I don't really hear too many. I mean, the the statement that stuck out to me is is that you're you're still learning your team, mm-hmm. and we see coaches adapt mid game. Like Don Staley does a fantastic yeah. job of that. Like first half to second half, it's like South Carolina has a whole different offense and a, a new identity almost. But uh, to do that over the course of a season um, is is quite remarkable because, I mean, that includes style of play, figuring out what works for your team, what spots to hit. Uh, yeah. I mean, who, who to trust, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I mean, do you feel that they're – there are other players uh like on your on your bench right now maybe that that maybe at the start of the season um you did not expect much from but you've built a a big level of trust uh throughout the as the season's progressed well there are no, there are no surprises as far as that's concerned if anything i i think that there are a couple that will peek their head out of the sand mm. and start coming to play like Rita Ibakwe you know, we're going to need a little bit more production from her. Um, Marquisha Davis was putting up crazy numbers. And then I started bringing her off the bench because we needed a bigger lineup. Mm. And then she just went away. Mm. So now I, I started her and then you see she had like a really a solid night. So just learning how to balance those things are going to be huge. But I'm, I'm not afraid to... If I watch a team and they guard a particular way, like I'm not afraid to put in a new offense right then and there. Like this Damn. is how we're going to attack them. Like I'm not one of those coaches that are like offensively, this is what we do. Systematic. Yeah, nah, that ain't me. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to play advantage basketball. Wherever I think the advantage is, that's how I'm going to play. Now, defensively, we have a system. Right, yeah. but offensively, it's complete advantage basketball. Yeah. Well, that. that's a huge credit to your players. Um, yeah. I understand, you know, how hard it is to make adjustments mid-season, mid-game. 
you know, like, hey, we're running 14. And like, what is 14? Like, we only put it in three days ago, you know, yeah. like run it. Um, yeah. Credit to your players just for being yeah. so and They're adaptable. Completely you, open. Yeah. And you Please. expect nothing less from a team that's in the SEC, right? That plays at a high level where everybody else is probably doing the same thing as well. Mm -hmm. um, I know we talked a ton about your team. We talked a ton about defense, but for those that are listening, and we try to do our best to educate everyone on, yeah. on programs across the country. For those who are listening and going to turn on Ole Miss women's basketball one day, what are they expected to see from you and your team? Well, they're going to see us uh, look like track stars in transition offense. You know, we get out, we play. Um, we're we're dangerous in in the open floor. Mm. Um, defensively, you're going to see some shot blocking. You're going to see some. Uh, steals. We really try to dictate and disrupt. Uh, yesterday was uncharacteristic. The points we gave up. It's just something that is not systematic. More so internal. Us like feeling the pressure of being hunted, and we're and we're gonna address that. Mm -hmm. But when you watch us, and you'll see a fun style of play, you're gonna see a coach. Like after every game, I'm exhausted. You know, I know like some coaches are like. Oh, you got to be professional and dress up. I ain't never dressing up again because I feel like I need to be in a fight with my team. If they're, if they're in a defensive stance, I'm in a defensive stance. After every game, my Apple Watch goes off <laughs> and says, I completed my workout, you know? Um, so you're going to see a coach that's in there with their team every step of the way. And that's just who I am. And, and, and my kids, get they, they love it. And I, I try to give them what they need. I was going to say, uh, to your point about what you wear to games, you rock the hell out of the quarter zip. I'm a big, <laughs> fan, of, big fan of quarter zips. I got to get an old Miss one. Um, yes. And I got to get down to Oxford. Uh, you must. We got we got three I mean, huge games coming up. I mean, obviously, Mississippi State robbery mm -hmm. game. That's Thursday night. SEC Network. Everyone's going to tune in. Uh, we're, we're pumped for that. Uh, then we got Arkansas and then Tennessee. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've gone on about the SEC, about how big of a gauntlet it is. Yeah. Um, and then you add next year, what, Texas and OU, who really – I think it's, uh, it's one more year. One more year? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Slow, right. slow down. Oh, we don't want to see it. So slow down. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I, the only reason why I know, because we have a home and home with Oklahoma. So mm. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get a taste of them before they come into the league. Right, right, right. As Brilliant. Should, as you should. Get ready for it. Well, Coach, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. We really appreciate it. Uh, love always learning yes, from awesome. you. Thank you. And uh, I, I will make it to Oxford. Ice, when you come back from Australia, we'll get you to Oxford. Um, nice. We'll have a fun time with Coach Yo. Thank awesome. you so much. You've been awesome, Coach. Appreciate you. Good luck thank rest you. of the season. Thank you. Thank you. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.